Welcome, professional wrestling fans, to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by the fans for the fans. And we thank you for joining us for episode 55. I'm your host, your grumpy old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, and musician who just had a great weekend in the studio, Talk Wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the Architect of Pro Wrestling Podcast, Funko Pop Collector. Uh, this week, it's unfortunate to be a Sailors fan, Andy. Oof. It was rough. <laughs> uh, I'm also your host, the No Sound Lewis Andy fan and Liverpool supporter, and still an Eagles fan, 5-0, and Jeremy. Dang. Well, it must I love be I'm nice. the only one saying Steelers fan because Tim is as well. Well, I am, but I'm... <laughs> I'm only I'm, saying this because you said Steelers fan. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed right now. Andy, you and I have chosen the wrong Pennsylvania team, apparently. Um, yeah, no. That's our whole life. Well, <laughs> yeah, no. I love the Steelers. Just good Lord. They are ungodly, mediocre, and bad. 38-3. Um, to three. That doesn't even God. make sense. Um, all right. Well, in episode 55 today... Shouldn't be that, uh, it's not going to be that long of a show, guys. It's going to be short and sweet if you're on your morning drive right now. Should get you, uh, just enough to be on your way to work while you're drinking your coffee or hanging out at night. Uh, yeah, this one's going to be a quick one. But, uh, we're going to be talking about WWE Extreme Rules that just took place, the return of the White Rabbit, Bray Wyatt, and more. Before we get started, please head over to YouTube.com and search the PW Fan where you'll find all of our episodes from this year and last year. Please like and subscribe. Once we get to 100 subscribers, uh, we can just start telling you a URL so we don't have to do that long-winded intro anymore. We're getting closer. Thank you for the people who have subscribed. It means a lot. Still got all the shirts up on Pro Wrestling Tees, and you can find us on social media by looking up at the PW Fan. And, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, going to take care of all that stuff. Andy, as usual, I'm going to pass it over to you, and I'll let you get started on this week's show for us, man. I'm excited to talk to you. I had you over for the pay-per-view, so excited to really get into talking about it for the show. Um, so to start it off, I realize I didn't write it down, but it's actually more relevant when we get into Dynamite, so I'm going to save that for later. It's the drama backstage. Oh yeah! More. Oh boy! More drama. Of I'll course. I'll save it once we. I forgot about that, but I'll actually just talk about it once we get the dynamite. So raw, raw this week. Uh, a couple things I thought talk. You know, we're talking about. Um, like Tim mentioned before, we're going to be going over extreme rules. So this week on Raw and SmackDown, um, those typical go home shows, as I'd say. Um, so one match I like to talk about was Judgment Day versus uh, AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio. This was a nice little uh, matchup between um, two good teams. It was Damian Priest and Finn Balor against AJ and Ray. Uh, in the end, the winners were uh, Judgment Day. Um, AJ kind of got mad at Ray at the end, and you know, blaming him that he wasn't there to. I think it was break up a pin. And as Ray's gone, then you know they kind of attack AJ. Um, so that's continuing this whole AJ Judgment Takes kind of storyline that they've been doing slowly. Um, and then I think Dominic got on the mic and said uh, that he's got a new family. So, raise no more. And I'm sure there was some who's your daddy chance after he said that. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, AJ's going to join. You really think so? I do. Because he's he's so stale right now. Makes sense. 
Yeah, he's been a face for a long time, hasn't he? And it's not even like he's like uh, super. I mean, he's over because he's AJ Styles, but he's not like he's like currently super over. You know what I mean? He's always going to be over. Yeah. He's AJ Styles, yeah. but he's not like he became a baby. Relevant, but he became a babyface again when he and Omos broke up and Omos turned on him. So it's that been, was terrible. Oh, that's right. That was yeah. the worst thing AJ's. That done feels like so such far. a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's been he's and then yeah I think he's been a babyface ever since then. Um, so moving on, you know, I guess Raw's on right now. Maybe they'll continue the AJ storyline, and maybe Jeremy's more right. You know, maybe he will join them. Uh, but AJ's, you know, maybe man can only hope. Maybe he'll bring back the lone wolf character, and he doesn't need a group. And uh, you know, from Raw's that way. Dude, that it's was a dumbass character, man. Dude, that character was so good. <laughs> evil ways. Yeah, I love the, the evil ways AJ TNA run. So good, dude. That character was awesome. Emo, um, emo AJ, emo AJ was the legend, dude. That shit was so good. That was the best. So after that, we had Bobby Lashley versus Mustafa Ali for the U.S. Championship. Uh, Ali saw Bobby backstage and um, you know basically demanded a title shot. Um. Ali had kind of a new look. Um, besides the braids, I liked the gear. Um, it's a good look. But they uh, they really, you know, even though he wasn't going to win the match, they did a pretty good job of, you know, making him be that wrestler that's not giving up during a match and can, you know, take all the big stuff. And uh, just, I felt like it kind of put him over, you know. I felt like, feel like we might be seeing him a little bit more. We've seen more than like than the past year. He's yeah. actually on TV now. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before. He's he's really good, and he's actually pretty good on the mic. He just, at least with Vince in charge, wasn't given too yeah. much of a chance or a terrible gimmick like Retribution. Um, he yeah. he just needs some promo time too, because we I feel like we've never really heard him since then. I know, right? Um. So if you guys don't have anything else to add to that, we can wrap up Raw with um, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins had a face-to-face. Uh, they weren't allowed to touch each other. Um, I believe during that segment, Daniel Cormier came on the screen and announced, even though it had been announced earlier in the day, that he was going to be the special guest referee for their fight pit match at Extreme Rules. Yeah, that was great. Um, it was kind of a good promo segment, though, between the two. Um, again, they at least Seth did... He um, took a dig at Riddle about his family and, uh, you know, being away and not being able to see him kind of thing. Yeah. It's always a good way to mix real life into the storyline. I think that's when it's better is when reality yeah. And is also it feels like, you know, they obviously talk about it. And it's not like just like Seth or Riddle bringing it up. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Tim? Anything? Um... Well, I mean, it's because we already know what happens at the end of this whole thing, but I like the yeah, way that they true. built everything. Uh, I just, you know, it's not I, It's not like I don't think they did anything wrong in particular. I'm just not, I'm never really a big fan of any sort of, like, celebrity involvement. Like, it, I cringe every time I see, like, Logan Paul. Or we'll anybody. talk about what you were saying last night about Daniel but, Cormier <laughs> once we get into it. Well, yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> I just all right, yeah. We'll we'll talk about it later, but uh, yeah, I just 
I just don't like when they do that. I think it could have been just as brutal and awesome without Daniel Cormier, Cormier. And I think that the thing, the reason why they did that is because obviously the whole thing really started with they basically stole the idea from when he and he being Daniel Cormier and John Jones had a feud and they thought that the microphone and the simulcast was done, but it wasn't. And then John Jones started talking like shit to him. So they basically took that idea and then that led into him being involved, which I, I don't know. But uh, overall, I thought the build has been really good. It was intense. And uh, I, I like the reality of it. And they kind of blurred the lines and stuff. So, yeah, overall, I was excited when we got to Extreme Rules, which we'll talk about. I was excited to see this fight pit match. Um, I hope the... Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll mention that comment after it wraps up. But I was, whatever, I was just going to say I hope this is their final match coming up. Because, you know, usually a feud will end with some big stipulation. And that would yeah. be, like, the way to wrap up the feud. So, And also, it feels uh, like they've been fighting since, like, the beginning of the year. Uh, SummerSlam, right? They weren't on the show. They, like, yeah. did a run at each other. Well, they did, like, a whole month build before that. Yeah. And, and then, then their first yeah. match, big match, was Clash of the Castle, and then this. So it's been a little bit. Uh, Dynamite, I got, I got like three things to talk about. Uh, that MJF and Wheeler Uter, Wheeler Uter, Wheeler Uta opening match, I thought was really good. That was awesome. MJF, like, you know, doesn't wrestle as that much. You know, he says he he picks his matches. Shredded. And, uh, dude yeah. is shredded. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he even posted he's like on the Instagram I saw he was like I just chose this photo to show off like I don't know, I think he said he lost like 40 pounds or he gained he like, 20 pounds of muscle or, yeah gained he, lo- he lost a bunch of yeah. mu- he lost I think he lost a bunch of weight and then put on like 20 pounds of 23 pounds of muscle or something yeah yeah he looks like great he's a star uh, this match was really good though um, they had mentioned before that you know before AEW they had wrestled each other at multiple places before so they're familiar with with one another. Um, I think Isn't that there like showed... a story where Yuta made MJF watch like some video or whatever. I forget. I have no idea. You're it the was indie, like some drunk thing, indie and I was like, "What?" <laughs> um, yeah, maybe we'll have to look that up. Um, but yeah, MJF went over, um, and then at the end, I didn't write this down. It's just dawning on me. Um, who came? Uh, Lee Moriarty came in and started. Uh, fighting Wheeler Yuta yeah. and uh, Stokely Hathaway came out and MJF seemed a little mad that they were out there. He's like, you know, I didn't... The firm is supposed to be only as MJF asked them to come out and clearly yeah. he didn't come out and uh, Stokely Hathaway gave him the dynamite ring and, you know, he seemed to be doing, you know, a little less heel work and didn't want to hit Wheeler. Did he end up hitting Wheeler though with the ring? I don't remember. I can't remember, but it definitely seemed like they were kind of teasing. Because they were going to handshake, and right? They were going to handshake, and then Lee Moriarty comes out of nowhere and, and attacked yeah. Wheeler. So I wonder where they're moving forward with that. Um, Wednesday was National Scissoring Day. This was a Scissor fun me, segment. Daddy, yes. That was the best segment of the week. <laughs> a plus. It was, it was so funny. Um, Swerve came out. Swerve Strickland came out and kind of 
interrupted them and everyone was pissed because they were having so much fun. Uh, you know, the guys in the ring acclaimed and Billy Gunn, they were telling the fans to look to your left and look to your right and this is the person on both sides of you and... Uh, yeah. Well, that's when uh, Anthony Bowen explained what scissoring is. He's like, scissoring is a sign of friendship. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, it's a handshake. I might be looking and too strict- far... I might be looking too far into it. But even though scissoring's like so over and everything, do you know, they got this DX reunion that's about to happen. Uh, if you're listening to the pod today, it would be last night, would be raw. But they're doing this thing, and part of me's like... Yeah, obviously it's really over, but do you think that they just think it's like a little bit funny? They're like, what if we really push the scissoring thing so that way this week, <laughs> all like people, you know what I mean? Like they're like really like going for it like right now. Yeah. Well, there might be, they might you know block out the crowd noise or pump in other crowd noise and. Which just is kind of ridiculous, it. isn't it? Like, just let it happen. Just, fans, then, just let it happen. It's so fun. And then Triple H will make some funny comment about it, too, because, you know, he's really good at that. So I'm he'll, like, yeah, he'll be like, so stupid. he'll probably yeah. be like, AE drama, am I right? One <laughs> 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 um, other thing I forgot to mention, when Swerve was out there, this is something that I swear he took from someone's tweet. He was like, Billy, you're <laughs> gonna, you have a new... You know, catchphrase that's going to get kids suspended again yeah, from school. Yeah, he definitely took that. From, like, someone's tweet, yeah. And then also, it was, like, the really corny, like, end line where he had a rock in his pocket. He's like, because, you know, rock always beats scissors. I'm like, all right, just Yeah, leave. and then, then that's when Smart Mark Sterling came out. You were talking yeah. about Jeremy, and he's like, he has paper. He's like, but paper covers rock. And then... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, on Rampage, he said the line that I was talking about, but... Oh, okay. Because I'll, then they beat up Smart Mark Sterling, and they had like that scissoring move, which I think is actually kind of funny when he jumps off the road. Wait, it's a leg drop, but like half of it is. Yeah. yeah. I always crack up. I feel I love Smart Mark Sterling because I'm a fan of his podcast, uh, major wrestling figure podcast. But obviously, I'm also a fan of, you know, clearly if you listen to the show, I'm a fan of Corny's podcast. So it's funny though. Smart Mark Sterling, lawyer, you know, from AEW, loves Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette hates Smart Mark Sterling. So it's That's like so, so funny. It's like sometimes they'll be like, like, I remember one episode a while back on the major pod, they were like, hey, Mark, did you see what Cornette had to say about you? And then Mark was like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. So he's on the pod with them? He's on the you know You know the major- suit? You know that like awful wrestling gear that he wears with the long sleeves and the long pants with the elbow pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cornet thing. That's he's that's a outfit that he has. Oh, like, from when? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Now it all comes together. Um. Well, moving forward. Lastly, on Dynamite, um, the show ended with what was it? Hangman Adam Page versus Roosh, I believe, was the main event, and. And if it wasn't the main event, then oh well. Um, but not even going to talk about that match. I wanted to talk about Mox and Hangman. They had a promo uh, back and forth, um, kind of talking about yeah. how um, one of them had been wanting this for a while now. Um, I think Hangman Hangman said something, and Mox was like, "You know, I'll I'll let that slide." Basically, like this one time, but. Um, yeah. If yeah, you, if, do, do you think it felt a little? Do you remember anything? Do you think it did feel a little shooty? 
for a second. Yeah, well, I was going to say the line when he was like, uh, you know, something about the kids saying stupid shit. And I was like, yeah, that felt more of like at the backstage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, I'll, he's like, uh, he's like, I'll give you a break because you're young and you, you all say stupid shit or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that felt more than just hangman. Yeah, dude, yeah. there's I'm telling you it's crazy. It's got to be crazy back. Oh, there. it's got to be kids. Oh, well, like I said, one of the reasons why also it was probably brought up and I told you I would bring this up and I just forgot to during Dynamite. Same with Guevara, Andrade. All right. They have drama. Um what do we know about it? Uh I believe it started with Andrade doing an interview. Um I think in Mexico or if some for some lucha um, podcast or something like that, but you can find the video online. And he basically said he never had a problem with any wrestlers except for Sammy Guevara, who complained one time that he hit him too hard in the ring. And he's like, basically, like that's what we do. We hit. I hit you hard. You hit me hard back. Like you give me receipt. kind of thing. And yeah. And he had said that you know he went to Sammy and asked if there was an issue, and Sammy said no. But then, see, this is where I. Uh, think there's a big issue. Instead of after that, you know, finding out that Andrade got on this um, video and said this, instead of going to him in person, you go on Twitter and kind of blow it up rather than dealing it with it with you know someone yeah. you're working with. Um, Honestly, then, both these guys, uh, no one's in the right in this one. Like Andrade shouldn't be saying this in an interview. Sammy shouldn't be put, tweeting this. Neither of them should be doing that. Well, what ended up happening was uh, apparently both were warned not to fight when they showed up to Dynamite. And from what I heard, uh, Andrade was waiting for Sammy and basically got in some hits. Sammy did not. And Andrade was suspended. Correct me if I'm wrong. Or was sent home. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tim. Sammy stayed. Andrade was sent home. Um, they were told, they told him. And then him, Sammy got the pin in the main event. All right. Hang, well, hang on. <laughs> yes, that did happen. But, okay. God. All right. I so, Meltzer and company, who, look, he's like one of the main sources, right? I mean, a lot of the stuff that we get from our show, we get from him because he gets it from whoever he's talking to. That's just kind of the way... This, this thing works. And, I mean, not just us. Like, Alf Conrad's podcast used The Observer as the reference for the show. Like, Dave is the king of this. He's been around doing it forever. However, he always says stuff like he like, – like, I just listened to the latest episode about this, and he was saying, well, Andrade wants to be fired. Everybody knows that. I'm like, I didn't know that. Who, who knows that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't, like, I didn't mm-hmm. assume that. And then, good impression, he, by the way. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to add in a bunch more stutters in there. And then I got, and then I got to interrupt you like fifty times anytime. So, well, yeah. Well, I, well, I probably do that anyway. It's just like my. <laughs> but uh, so so Andrade wanting to be fired apparently. No, he so he said he's like, oh, Andrade wants to be fired. Everybody knows that. Which I was like, what? But I mean, he's. According to him, uh, they, you know, AEW, you know, being the them being management or Tony Khan himself said, if this is your idea, you thinking that you're going to get fired, 
we're not going to fire you. And but if you they do said you're get, not going to get fired for fighting. You're in a, yeah, but if you do get in a fight with Sammy Guevara, you're going to be sent home. I don't know if that means sent home without pay. I mean, I, I mean, if, that, if that's somebody, what if you want to make somebody sit at home for three years? and pay him money, and you have the money to do it. I mean, I guess that is a punishment because it's like, yeah, they're making money, but when they do finally come back to wrestling, it's like, are they... I don't know. But, uh... Yeah, it's an interesting situation. I just think that... Me, personally, I think that Andrade, who's, like, a legend in Mexico and well-respected by his peers, and, you know, he knows, like, Conan and, like, all those guys, like... I think if Sammy Guevara disrespected him, he's old school and he's just going to like basically bitch slap him, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like that's just like how they handled it, whether that's right or wrong. You know what I mean? Yes, that is not like in 2022, like you can't do that. But that is just like the way I'm sure that he was brought up in the wrestling business. So I don't know. I think you should also mention this is the second time Sammy's been involved in some drama with someone else within like a month. Yeah, the Eddie Kingston stuff before. Well, you would think after the Eddie Kingston stuff that he would might, or he he would might, he would refrain. From he's young and he gets on Twitter and he's fucking talking shit. Yeah, it's just like yeah, yeah. You know what? I was thinking about all this stuff when hearing about it again, and also the people on social media saying like how AEW is a horrible place and it's gonna you know go down. It's like I don't think they actually understand how much things went back on backstage in like the attitude era like imagine if there was twitter back then and you had like all those guys like arn anderson stabbed someone backstage before these guys are just getting the fist fight it's not like it's the end of the world uh to some of these people but i just the popular thing right now is just to pile on when there's drama i think it was booker t who was saying something about this and he was just like they need there needs to be like some sort of hr like department back there that when something's going on like any other company you're like hey you two like let's get in my office talk it out squash it out instead of like you know letting it just boil up until someone freaking fights each other i mean this is like the third or fourth fight within like a couple months well the big thing yeah i also think it's that difference of the old school and new school thing because there's a big crossover right now between those yeah, guys. There's so. there there is the, and you know I I feel like I'm a little bit of both because like you know but there's like the super woke generation who, you know, you there's just things that you're like oh well they won't hit me, and it's like dude yeah this guy might hit you like he doesn't care about that type of thing <laughs> you know what I mean like. Some people don't care about that type of stuff, and Sammy's young, and like yeah. Andrade is a little older, and oh. he's definitely been in some fights in his day. You can just tell, but um, yeah, it, it's just a little. It's just a. I think it's a clash of the the locker room is weird. I mean, even in cultural stuff right now, there's a lot of like uh, Gen Z and millennials. You know, they're always busting chops on each other, making memes about each other. You know, one calls the one dumb, one calls the other one old. And I think some of that stuff carries over into, or like... fat. Yeah, like, <laughs> when true. you guys, like, it it all carries over into, like, real life, too. Like, 
this kid's probably saying something to him, and Andrade's like, I'm going to smack the shit out of you. And then he did. So, And also, like, AEW is only, what, four four years old? Yeah. Like, the amount of things is, like, they people compare AEW and WWE all the time, but then it's like when something happens backstage, I'm like, how many times has it happened in WWE and they're still fine? Like, it's okay. It happens. The only on. difference was back then it didn't get leaked to all the viewers. Well, they didn't have like the social media back then, but yeah, so like it didn't seem as bad if things were happening. But now yeah. everyone's finding out when there's drama, and it's just at the forefront now. Yeah, I think I but saw I'm just saying, like it's not a said, huge deal. Like it's not the end of the world of two guys going to find. Like, all right, you won't see them on TV, or you won't see them here. It's like fine. I think I saw a sign that said, "Sammy Dramamra." Yeah, or it was drama with an R A, <laughs> drama. I think Tim, you said you saw something else, but yeah, it was a sign that said "hire HR expert." <laughs> Just a giant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one was pretty good. Shout out to that yeah. guy. Um, um, and yeah, if anyone's watching and saw me point for a second there, because Raw had the uh, the older actor for Young Rock. Or for The Rock in the show, there's three versions of The Rock, depending on his age. The oldest one is in the audience, and mm. I'm the only one out of us that watches the show. So <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, oh, cool. Um, that wraps up Dynamite. Um, I know, I mean, it was ending with the Mox and Heyman thing, and that led us down the road of the drama and talking shit, because Mox had mentioned the, uh, you're young and you say stupid things. Um but let's get into SmackDown. Um, there was a that was pretty good. Uh, Logan Paul promo versus the Bloodline, not including Roman, I believe. Unless Roman was there, and I don't remember. But if I'm betting, man, he probably wasn't there. Um, this is again to hype up their match, which I believe is is it November? Crown Jewel. Now that's the next pay per view, right? And then that's got to be, and then it would be Survivor Series, yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, so that's how the show opened up. Yeah. Crown Jewel. <laughs> yeah. It's a blood like, money man, show. We gotta blood watch. We gotta watch Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns and actually review it. Think about that. <laughs> God, I hate it. <laughs> Zelina Vega returned to television this week, and she brought with her Legato Del Fantasma, um, who recently left NXT, and they've been. Um, keeping them off TV for a couple weeks now. Um, there was uh, another girl with them that was kind of like their manager, but she also wrestled, and I'm blanking on her name, but she did not come with them. Instead, Zelina did. If you don't know Legato Del Fantasma, it's a group led by uh, uh, Santos Escobar, uh, who's very talented. And then the other two guys are Joaquin Wild and I can't think of the third. But pretty good tag team. Uh, good group. Always found them entertaining in NXT. And Zelina being back on TV and maybe she's not wrestling, that's fine with me. I always thought she was better as a as a manager, especially if you go back and watch her stuff with Andrade um, back in the day. Yeah, she was great then. Um. Yeah, if you guys have nothing to say about that, uh, next thing I'm kind of hyped for 
is Max Dupree said he's done with maximum male modeling, and he said, he said, never call me that again. I am L A Knight. Yeah, that's his catchphrase. That's, he just yells <laughs> yeah after saying L A Knight. L A Knight was, uh, I thought he was really, really entertaining in NXT. Um, he's he's really good on the mic. He's pretty good in the ring. Uh, before NXT, he was in Impact under the name Eli Drake. Um, if you've ever heard the name before. Uh, but I think he's a good addition to SmackDown. Um, and I'm I'm looking for. I was, I remember when the whole Max Dupree thing came out. Uh, and we were doing the podcast. I was, I was like, God, I was so bummed <laughs> that like they yeah. changed his character completely, and that was a Vince idea. So now they finally, yeah. Triple H gave him his uh his name back and character. So. When it took Triple H, and then, like he's changing so much back. Like he could tell how much he didn't like of what Vince yeah, was doing. Seriously, he he <laughs> he must have just sat back. I mean, like all of us, right? Like he's changing all the stuff that yeah. everybody would just be like, "Why?" So yeah, he just had to sit there probably and just like be like, "Okay," and just take it. You know? Yeah. The amount of times he's probably like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Right. It's My like he's walking Corey. out of the meeting. My friend Corey just texted me saying uh, it's like a image, a screenshot or whatever saved. It says Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are reportedly coming back to WWE. So we shall see if that's true or not. Also, just b- before I forget, I know this is random and it's the middle of the show, but we wanted to send a shout out to the fan of the week, Frank. Thank you, Frank, for buying a T-shirt. Appreciate that. I'm still waiting on my T-shirts. You know if our father, Tim, has gotten his shirts? He has not mentioned it. I figured he'd be pretty pissed off if he hadn't by now. So, he hasn't said anything to me. Well, I'm on ringside news right now looking to see if there's any weight to that Good Brothers announcement. But Any weight? Um, I'm not seeing anything. So, we'll just wait and see. Unless they come in and then they team with AJ against Judgment Day. I don't know. I kind of want them all to be in Judgment Day right now. <laughs> God damn it, Jeremy. Uh, um, all right. Lastly, the main event of SmackDown was Gunther versus Sheamus Part 2 for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, another hard-hitting, you know, good match. Winner was Winner was Gunther in the end. And I believe it was kind of controversial because... Gunther tapped out, but the ref didn't see or something. Yeah. Right? Um, and this would, you know, lead to their team-up team, team up match um, at Extreme Rules. So before we get to Extreme Rules, one thing to talk about on Rampage, uh, we had Pack versus Tramperetta. Well, it was Rampage slash Battle of the Belts. Um, only thing I thought worth talking about was Pack versus Tramperetta for the All-Atlantic Championship. It was a pretty good match. Um, I thought... At least, so. Yeah. I just got one, one, one more thing for Rampage, what I mentioned before we started recording. Mark Starling? Yes, because I just find this line hilarious. But, he, so this was like, you know, they obviously filmed at the same time, but it was like the Friday after he got uh, scissored by the claim. And he was just like, he's cutting a promo, and he goes, and by the way, my groin is on fire from getting scissored on Wednesday. And- I just, I just like started dying because <laughs> he's like totally serious, and then the claim come out and like you know roast them again. But it just cracks me up every time. My groin is on fire. 
Um, but yeah, that wrapped up all the main shows. What we really wanted to talk about this week, though, in my opinion at least, is Extreme Rules. Happened Saturday night. Me and Tim got around to watching it yesterday uh, together. Um, and let me hang on. I gotta go. I'm going on a two second rant here for a second. All right. It w- it'll be longer than two seconds. seconds going. People of the world out there, y'all got no chill. All right. When Bray Wyatt debuts, you don't need to get it on Twitter and Instagram and show it the moment it happens, okay? It ruins it for people that don't want to find out. So just yeah, have and, a little and follow WWE that Saturday, but that's the only thing that leaked anywhere on the internet was fucking Bray Wyatt. I was like, God damn it. Do you uncultured swines have any cooth? Just <laughs> at least wait 24 hours. My good Lord. All right, anyway, back on track. 24 hours. Dominique just slapped Rey Mysterio in the face. Dominique. Any more to add right, to your rant, anyway. Tim? No, that was it. I said most of it on. All right. <laughs> Extreme Rules opened up with the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium in a good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. This is basically just a hardcore match <laughs> that the environment is set up like an Irish bar, Irish pub with barrels and uh, literally a bar stand, and they have the shillelaghs around. Um, both these teams, I feel like, are great. I, they're both on fire right now. I really like watching them. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a good opener, and the Brawling Brutes got the win in the end. I was glad they got the win. They needed that more than Imperium did. But it was a hard hitting match between all these guys. It was. It was good. Yeah. It was fun. I went back and rewatched it, it today. Uh, I, and like last night, I was kind of like in and out, paying attention to it. But I went back and watched it today, and it was a, it was a banger of a match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope I got the order of the show right. Next, we had Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey in Extreme yeah. Rules match uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Winner was Ronda Rousey. Uh, there was a couple spots that um, I thought were pretty cool. Uh, Liv Morgan did, I, I don't know, what's it called? An ass bomb, <laughs> right? Didn't she do that like to Ronda through a table? Yeah. It's not yeah. an ass bomb, but she came down on her ass, all right, and her legs were out. I don't know what yeah. it was fucking called. Uh, <laughs> there was kendo, there was kendo sticks. There was uh, there was tables. I don't think they had ladders in this because they used ladders later. Yeah, in, there's a few Indiana. spots I feel like Ronda, like I don't know, was like lost or something for a minute. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like Liv kind of like called this match for her. It was weird. It, probably. Um, but in the end, we had Ronda Rousey um, getting back her championship. Yeah. So curious to see where she goes from, from there. Then. Yeah, unless they want to, can you know, Liv gets her uh, her rematch, or fingers crossed for. Oh, did you see Shayna uh, or Charlotte it? comes back? Yeah, was it after the show? I think there's a show, they saw um, showed a clip. I think it was on social media, but Liv was just like in the corner. Like and backstage somewhere it was really dark, and she was like just smiling, like kind of like almost going insane. Oh, well, when Rhonda was tapping her out, she had like a weird, creepy yeah. smile too, and that gets to what we'll talk about at the end with the Bray Wyatt characters. But um, uh, let's move forward. Was was Bianca Belair and Bailey next, or was it Drew McIntyre and Karen Cross? I think it was Drew McIntyre. Okay, that's what I thought. So Drew McIntyre versus Karen Cross in a strap match. Winner was I wrote Carrier, 
Winner was Carrion Cross. Um, ah, Carrion Cross. I think we all <laughs> Carrion Cross. <laughs> um, I think we all kind of predicted that. Just you know, he's he's new. Um, but what you all think of the match? Strap matches are weird sometimes for me watching. Yeah. It's I don't want to. It's get not my awkward. favorite. It's, it's we'll not my favorite. Right, we'll jump right back into that. But I just I gotta I'm, I do wonder who is the champion of the North right now? Of the North. <laughs> Uh, no one's the champion of the North because Solo Sokoa, uh, had to give it up, and so they're having a ladder match for it soon. Ah, the non-champion of the North. All right, anyway, continue. Not that, you, not that you watch NXT or anything, but you should. <laughs> it's getting good. I was just showing Tim clips of Brendan Fraser. Not Brendan Fraser. God, that's Brendan the actor. <laughs> Nathan Fraser. <laughs> Oh yeah, Brendan yeah, Fraser, but... dude. Brendan Fraser's the man. Let's put on the mummy right now, dude. <laughs> it's Nathan Fraser. He was uh, from NXT UK, and he was trained by Seth Rollins at the Black and Oh Man. yeah, yeah, I remember that Brave Academy or whatever. He's good. He's super fast, except for he did a scary dive that Tim was like, "Ooh." Um, yeah, it was scary. Uh, so yeah, what you guys think of the Drew McIntyre carrying cross match? I mean, I that thought it was all right. I just don't like strap matches as much because they're like, yeah. to me, they're kind of awkward. Like they, that's, a, that's, I, I don't know. I hate strap matches. I think JBL and Eddie Guerrero did one. Eddie Guerrero, it's yeah. it's the same thing. It's a bull rope match. It's the same idea. It's a yeah. long string thing that you're tied to your <laughs> opponent. And you but the dog collar match does a little better in my opinion. Yeah, just because it's around really, the neck. I just don't even really like that either. You can't do. It feels like it's limiting. You can't run the ropes. Yeah. You can't, like, yeah. I don't know. Well, let's see where, you know, maybe where Carrying Cross goes from here. But the match what was. What happens okay. to Drew McIntyre? I mean, he just lost. Yeah, the match was all right. I appreciate um, the effort. So after that, we had Bianca Belair versus Bailey in a ladder match uh, for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, if I remember, a bunch of the bladders, like, they, like, split in half. They were, like, into, like, two pieces. You had, like, each side, each side yeah. of the legs, you know? Um, I'm trying to think of some spot. There was Bailey came down for an elbow one time and just both just bounced off the ladder. It was it was up against the steps and the um, the ringside. Oh, what barricade? There we go. Bar- <laughs> the barricade. A thing um, around the ring. Oh, return of Bray Wyatt tonight, guys. They're showing it on on TV. It's the between. The between a boy Wyatt. Um. <laughs> Any other spots you guys can think of uh, specifically? You know, I thought I the ladies did, ladies did a good job. Yeah, I thought it was a good match, but it wasn't like the really high spots like, like a lot of no. la- ma- um, ladder matches are, which isn't a bad thing. It's just they didn't do like crazy off-the-top ladder match spots. Um, You know what? I think that's good to a degree. I think sometimes the ladder match thing needs a reset like and has probably needed one for a while. I feel like you got to bring people's... I mean, it's not, it's not really going to help if AEW on the other channel is doing crazy-ass shit, but I feel like <laughs> people's expectations, like you were just saying, Jeremy, they're, like, all the way up here, right? So when they don't yeah. do, like, death-defying, you're kind of like, oh, all right. Well, if we start kind of making that more normal, then when you do something crazy, then it's like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, then it like means you gotta, something. You got to, like, calm her down a little bit, you know, slow the car down a yeah. little bit. I, I, it does make. I think it's gonna make for the fans those type of matches, not like 
I don't think it'll be the most exciting match on the card for a while, but I think if you slow it down, you can build it back up to being like crazy. I think they just took it too far to now where people were li- would literally have to like die to like make it impressive. Yeah, impressive. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Bianca Belair won, which I kind of was surprised. I really thought Bailey was going to win. I think Jeremy might yeah, have went with. One of y'all said Bianca Belair, though, when we were doing the predictions. Uh, I Tim, I think, did. It was me, and you guys laughed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after that, we had Edge versus Finn Balor in an I Quit match. All right. I was talking to Tim about this last night. <laughs> I hate I Quit matches. I do, I too. I think sticking the microphone in the face all the time is just awkward. And they're like, never! No! <laughs> get that out of my face! Like That's like half and- the match. And so, other than that, if I can look past that, I did yeah. enjoy the match. Um, I the I did like the ending, and I kind of called it as me and Tim were watching it. Um, so, in the end, they, you know, Beth Phoenix gets involved, um, and they hold Edge back, and Beth Phoenix is on the ground, and they're about to concerto her, and... Um, as like as she was on the ground before they even grabbed the chairs, I was like, they're gonna do something with chairs, Tim, and then Edge is gonna quit that way. That way it's not like he gave up from like being yeah. beat down and Balor didn't give up from being beat down. It's a safe way for both men to come out yeah. on top. Um, so, so they set her up for a concerto and Edge says I quit, but Rhea Ripley ends up uh, doing it anyway. And I think this is the first time, because uh, Rey Mysterio, I think, came out at one point, and Dominic put his hands on Rey for the first time. I think he, yeah. he clocked him. Um, overall, though, I, I mean, I like the match. I just, I think I quit matches. I'd rather see a, la- a last man standing than an I quit match. Yeah, yeah, so. I, I, yeah. I like the last man standing too, because it's just like you know they're down. You count them instead of saying you know like the microphone thing, like you were saying. It's just mm-hmm. awkward. it's another awkward thing. That's like one of the most awkward ones is Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy at WrestleMania. <laughs> it's Jeff's like never, never. <laughs> it's like, so bad. Boy, never. Then Jamie Noble came in. He was like, "Weird boy." <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, if you guys have nothing to add, if you guys have nothing to add to that, we can get to our main event. Uh, main event was Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins with special guest referee Daniel Cormier in a fight pit match. I enjoy fight pit matches. There's only ever been two, I believe, before this. Both involved Timothy Thatcher. It was Timothy Thatcher and Riddle and Timothy Thatcher and Ciampa, both in NXT. Triple H finally brought that idea. So there's no ropes in this match. There's a platform above. It's a cage that you can't escape. You can only lose by submission or knockout. Or you know? basically laying down for the count of ten. Uh, there's a platform above, which is uh, nice if it's used at some point. I think it yeah. was only used really once during this match. Yeah. Seth Rollins comes dressed, come out dressed as like an RVD tribute. RVD. Yeah. I did not know that was his like favorite wrestler of all time. I learned that from Tim. I didn't know that either. <laughs> um, a He's portal to RVD apparently. <laughs> yeah, and so the story I watched the Seth Rollins documentary. I actually own it, uh, where they 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 went to his house when he was a kid, and at the time his parents still had their childhood home, and he went down in the basement. And it was still on the wall, and they had taken like paint or chalk or something, and 
you know, they put this big drawing of like a circle on the wall. And they it said was that the portal was, to RVD. And it was the par- portal to RVD because they thought he would just be a cool guy to hang out with. So <laughs> I, mean, I love that. So for some he, he, he came out hair and ponytail, uh, which Tim mentioned. He's like, damn, I didn't realize how long Seth's hair actually is once it's in yeah. the ponytail. It's only shit. I mean, Riddles is too, but, you know, Rollins, it's kind of always wet and just hanging down. Frizzy, but, so you don't, like, don't really um, know. But I was like, damn. And he had his he had his wrists and hands taped up like RVD. He even did the symbol, dart Rod Van Dam, uh, thumbs. He did a really couple cool times kind during of the match. Frog splash maneuver, like a Spider Man frog splash off of the cage. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, kind of reminiscent to me of him in the elimination chamber when he jumped off the side of the elim- first elimination chamber. Oh yeah. Um. So I mean the the match the match was different you know you have to go in you can't do your typical stuff you know you can't even climb you can't use ropes uh, you can't climb up on a turnbuckle I thought for what it was I thought they did a really good job uh, as Tim told me last night if you had just turned this on and didn't know who Daniel Daniel Cormier was you would just think <laughs> it's some average fucking referee guy I was like I mean, dude he just looks like a regular guy. Like you wouldn't even like you wouldn't even know like if you would just like were like even though it was technically a live event, you know like if you were just like like if you got on Peacock and you said oh there's a wrestling show tonight on here it looks like I'm gonna tune in and see what this is like if somebody said oh you know that's Daniel Cormier I'd, it would take me like ten minutes until they did like a super close up on his face to like figure out it was even him yeah or if the commentators <laughs> like actually mentioned it too. Yeah. Well, the winner in the end was Matt Riddle by uh it's I don't think Seth tapped. I think he just passed out. Or no, or no, he tapped. He put him in a triangle. Yeah. Triangle choke with uh with his legs. He, he cuz Seth had him up for a power bomb and he came back down and Riddle held it in and uh Seth ended up tapping out. So after that was over, um well, there was a really cool spot. Riddle got up to the top and did like a he jumped and landed on his back on top of Rollins. Now one thing Tim talked about is like Riddle selling for that was supposed to be how Rollins was selling. Riddle was like groaning like he was the one that got was landed like, ah! on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was like, all right, bro, you good? <laughs> but let's talk about what happened afterwards. So Daniel Cormier and Riddle Get to the top of the ramp, and the, you know the little trademark symbol comes up at the bottom, and it's like, "Oh, is it about to be over?" And then lights go black, and they have some cool uh, video vignettes. One showing the Firefly Funhouse, but it's all cobwebbed over and destroyed, and and whatnot. Um, then different spotlights show to different areas of the audience. You see a real life version of Mercy the Buzzer, Abby the Witch. Uh, Ramblin' Rabbit and uh, the Fiend. Also, was there anyone else? Oh, and uh, the pig, Huskus the pig. Yeah, Huskus. Uh, and then there's a door at the top of the. Is, Hus- uh, is Huskus the, the pig? Is Huskus the pig supposed to be like Husky when he was in Husky Harris? Phase? Husky Harris. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, so, and the, so the door port. Sorry, I was going to say real quick for the door port when they opened it. People were saying that was like a tribute from Bray Wyatt Brody, to uh, Brody Lee. Brody Lee. With the yeah. light coming through? Yeah. Like that? That's what I, I read that some people thought that might uh, yeah. be a thing. I thought that was cool, if it is. Um, so the door opens, which Tim was like, maybe it's the door of him getting out of the Firefly Funhouse. Maybe he was trapped there the whole time by the fiend. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think like he was trapped inside there and he got out. Well, now all these characters are out too, so it's like, hmm. you know, how does that work? They'll have to explain. But um, my question, okay, so Bray came out and he was wearing a different kind of mask, and he had his lantern, and camera zooms into him. He takes off the mask, and he's just looking normal, normal Bray Wyatt. Um, says, Chip. "Let me into the camera," and then blows out the candle. Chip. Um, Chip. And then a firefly, upside down firefly symbol pops up on the screen, and the the pay-per-view goes off, or premium live event goes off. No, it does. Um, a, does a sound that Tim just did, and then it went off. Yep. <laughs> um, so my my thoughts to you guys: one, I'm I'm stoked to see Bray Wyatt back. I'm glad. I I do like that they did this character rather than like, you know, the Fiend again or something. I kind of am yeah. glad they, you know, maybe they'll revamp it. Dang. And I'm sure more will be explained tonight because they're if you're watching Raw tonight. Uh, he's gonna have some kind of return thing. What do you guys think is going on with the live characters out there? Do you think people are under them? Do you think they're gonna be part of his group, and that's just the characters they represent? But really, they won't be dressed like that, you know? Like, like is Liv Morgan gonna be Abby the Witch? I think it would is be cool if Dexter if he... Lumis... the buzzard. I think, I think it would be cool if maybe this is Mark fantasy booking. I don't know. But, oh, my God, there's something crazy happening on Raw right now. All right, but I'm just going to continue. Um, I'm going to say I told you. Oh, man. No, man, it's awesome. All right, anyway. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So sick. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, wait. Uh Uh-oh. Wait a second. All right, never mind. So I I have have it muted. (laughs) I have it muted, and I know what's going to happen. So do I. Um. Oh! oh. Okay. Oh man, is this a debut right now? Well, oh, right. he was right. He That's was right. That's what I was saying. <laughs> man. Damn. Triple H. Triple H. Fuck, dude. Triple H. All right, as William Regal would say. All right, um, we can't talk about this. Thing. We have to talk about it next time. Okay, anywho, Bray Wyatt. What do you think is going on with the characters? I was just saying that I think it would be cool. Is he assembles the squad, right? So you get all your characters in the ring with him in the middle, and they all got those the masks on, and then they all unmask, revealing who they are, and then they never bring up the characters again. Just be who you are in the group, like in the faction, you know, like you don't need to explain why you were the pig or why you were the witch or whatever. I think you just you the way to bring him to life is you unmask, you reveal yourself and then keep it going. I don't think it needs to be a big explanation. Just use your imagination. Bo Dallas is the white rabbit is the rambling rabbit. So and then I di- I did see somebody had the black gloves black on and gloves. I thought maybe it was Dexter Loomis. 
Remember to see the buzzer, how the Bella Cubs. Also, what's going on with that and Dexter? Me and Tim were watching him kidnap Miz last night. We that's what buzzards no do, idea. though. But buzzard, you know I what I mean? Think... Like, I'm like, okay. dude, it could work. Damn, I wish I had heard this crowd pop for this. I wonder how, if it was a big one or not. Well, Andy, I was reacting. I was like, oh, and then I was like, <laughs> I was like, is this a debut? I was like, or did I miss it last week or something? Damn. Damn. Ain't nothing was on ringside news about it. That's crazy. No spoilers. Now what happens here? Okay, guys. Tim, wrap up the show. (laughs) All right, bosses. So what you want to do is... (laughs) All right. uh, Well, if that's everything, I'll wrap it up. Thank you for joining us for episode 55. Um, So for... Sorry. I actually don't have a show. Well, actually, I do have a show of the week this week. Um, Since it was the uh, NXT return of black and gold, and there's been a lot of cool NXT stuff going on, I recommend going back and watching NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, which was the first uh, one that took, like, that was the first TakeOver Brooklyn. There was, uh, I think there was another one that took place, too. Um, But this one has uh, Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens, uh, Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Uh, Juice and Thunder Liger comes back and does a special opening against Tyler Breeze. Really fun show, super high energy. Uh, that brings it back to the old days of NXT, but I, that's my one. I recommend that you go back and watch NXT Brooklyn and uh, or NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. And uh, I think that is everything. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed your ride to work your nightly routine, your morning coffee, wherever you are listening to us. We appreciate you, and we will join you next week for episode 56. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you.